The sixth pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the New York football giants select Daniel Jones, quarterback, Duke University. Boo. Oh, man. Let's run that back. Did you guys actually boo? I didn't watch the draft. I watched it. I, I laughed. I didn't show. Uh, all right, welcome everybody. Today is May third, twenty nineteen. The year of our Lord. Yes. Yeah. The day of the rapture. Of course. All right. <laughs> I don't think this is the actual day of the rapture. Uh, I think that happened like seven years ago or something. Uh, Reportedly, twenty twelve. When they yeah. said it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Twenty first. Uh, all speculation. Something like that. We were well, already there, guys. Maybe. Maybe we're in a parallel universe. It's cool. Yeah. So did you guys actually build boat or? No, I laughed. Like I said, I just thought it was hilarious. Um, I just, I don't even know, like, my reaction. I was just like, why? If you're going to take a quarterback with the sixth pick, why not take the better one? <laughs> like, they have other picks, and you damn well know he wasn't going to, he was going to be there, you know, at those picks. So why pick him at six? I just, extremely th- valuable one. I'm, Gettleman said that there were two teams that were very interested in Daniel Jones that would have picked him. And that's why he didn't wait until 17. That just sounds like an excuse. Yeah. This, this one, this isn't a quarterback's draft. If you were looking for a good quarterback, you should have picked one last year. Yeah. Without a doubt. Next year is going to be a good quarterback draft too. And honestly, I wouldn't doubt it if the Giants Picked another quarterback. take another quarterback next year because they're yeah, going to be up there in the draft without a doubt in my head. Unless who knows, maybe you know they saw something special that mm. no one else has in Daniel Jones. I think I have a little theory. You ready for this? Do I'm ready. Theory. All right, tell us, Jacob. Okay. Where does where does where does where does he go to a go to college? Huh. Duke University. Oh, he goes to Duke University. Huh. You know. Yeah. There's another guy who's. Uh, Who's at Duke University and uh, it's been linked to uh, New York sports. You know, uh, I think, what was, what was his name again? Uh, oh, uh, I think, I think it started, uh, started with a Z. Cry, cry on Z. RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett. Yeah, that's who it is. No, we're talking about Zion Williams people. Look, they're apparently friends. You know, I'm just thinking Steve Mills got on a call with Dave Gettleman and was like, hey. Look, we already <laughs> bribed Adam Silver to get the first pick. <laughs> if if you draft his buddy Daniel Jones to the Giants, they'll have a little, you know, they'll be a little more comfortable here in New York. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I like. I'm hearing you out. <laughs> That'd be some ploy. But yeah, there's literally no way. I what I saw that was hilarious. I think I saw on the. Um, the New York Knicks Twitter team posted, hey, Giants, we're supposed to draft the guy from Duke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a good one. It's, it's an odd pick. It's it, an odd pick. It was Todd um, Todd McShay had him rated as his 59th overall prospect in this year's draft, wow. which would put his overall value towards the end of the second round. Yeah. The guy completed, he was a three-year starter at Duke. Um, 
completed 60% of his passes in his final year, but against top, uh, he was in the ACC, Duke mm-hmm. University, obviously. But, you know, in his senior year, or not senior, but in his last year uh, playing at Duke against top ACC competition, he threw for 54% against uh, top ACC competition. And his record against those teams was 7 and 17. This guy. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is, is, is he he's not Dwayne Haskins? Yeah. Why didn't they just take Look, Dwayne Haskins? I'm not sold on Dwayne Haskins either. But, I like. But if they're gonna take a QB, why yeah. not take the better one? <laughs> you're absolutely right. And look, the New York Giants are gonna be haunted by this for so long. Imagine, see, there's there's two things that they're gonna be haunted by right now. And I think it's very possible that both of these guys turn out to be great quarterbacks. But if Sam Darnold and Dwayne Haskins turn out to be great quarterbacks, mm-hmm. you've got another great quarterback in New York. Yeah. And then at your division rival in Washington. That's just it's just not a good look. I don't think I don't think Dwayne Haskins has the ceiling that Sam Darnold has. I don't think Dwayne Haskins is is where Darnold was at when he came out of the draft. No. But I think I see Dwayne Haskins. I see how uh, he performed late in the season against tough competition, and he elevated. Yeah, he got better as the season went on, and as or uh, and against better competition, he elevated his game, and that's a big thing to look at. You that's look mainly at his, what yeah. you look at in those situations for a quarterback or any player in college. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's could, not something that is easy to teach. Yeah, people, exactly. People look at his his stats. People talk about the offensive system a lot. Look, I heard a lot about the offensive system. They said that about Baker Mayfield too. Um, but look where that got him. He was 27 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. Was the best rookie quarterback out of all of them and everybody doubted him. Mm-hmm. He, uh, Dwayne Haskins threw 50 touchdowns and 8 interceptions in his last year at Duke. Was just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Just a really good quarterback. A lot. Um, I, I think he completed 64% of his passes or something like that. Something like that. A solid number, which is something that you aim for. You want to be above 60%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as when you're in college, hopefully that way it can translate to the pros. Cause, and people say you look at the offense and it's a lot of short passes, but you also, it's a West coast scheme, but you have to look at where he got drafted to. He got drafted to Jay Gruden who runs a West coast offense. And that was a big strength of Kirk cousins while, uh, he was in that scheme in Washington. Yeah. So I don't see, I think this is a really good fit for Dwayne Haskins. I think, he is a raw prospect. His footwork isn't great, but his ability to to throw the ball is he's he's got a nice arm. He and is a accurate passer. The only thing I think he needs to work on is is his footwork. But his head's in the game. He's a great leader. That's important stuff to me. But all of this just begs the question: How could they get it so wrong? Do you think <laughs> that they just drafted Daniel Jones because he's friends with Eli? Like he went to his quarterback camp. They yeah. they were coached by the same. I I I think so so much to a conspiracy. Like I believe that Eli, I believe that the Mannings are trying to be tight with Daniel Jones. They saw this as Eli looks at this as like I like this guy. I know how good he actually is, and mm-hmm. he's not good enough to take my spot. It's because he plays exactly like a Manning would. Like, yeah, he, he has like the same form. He looks like a Manning. He looks like think, a Manning as well. I don't think Eli has enough pull to get something like that done. No, he does. He definitely the does. Giants really. Love Eli Manning. I mean Ben McAdoo, but he's been so <laughs> benched Eli. Ben, ben, ben McAdoo gone. got fired because yeah. <laughs> he benched Eli Manning for one game. Exactly, That's good points. Mm. So I 
Eli Manning has so much pull within uh, the Manning family has so much pull within the NFL and Eli Mm -hmm. Manning has so much pull within the Giants organization that that's a, I believe that's a large reason as to why it contributed to why they drafted him. The thing is the same way with uh, Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. Like Mm -hmm. you, these quarterbacks have led, led you to two Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they have, they're going to have a lot of pull within the organization, especially to the higher ups. Yeah. It's, I like the idea better that they just scrub, scribbled like Dwayne Haskins on like a piece of paper and like said, someone uh, just misread it. <laughs> yeah, they they put like their prospect boards, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, every their list of prospects and like Daniel Daniel Jones is like ninth. Mm-hmm. But then the person who was giving the call to who they're picking just read the first name that he saw and it was Daniel Jones. <laughs> That'd be funny. I don't think that's the case though. I, I don't think so either. I it's it's really, really, really interesting to say the least i you know i looked at a lot of his tape and his best games were against temple and Rutgers and um old dominion uh Mm -hmm. small schools he he was not great look and against those small schools i did see what people see like he the way he's able to read the field is Mm -hmm. is impressive but he's also not going against great competition. And people keep giving me the argument that, look, his receivers dropped a lot of balls against tough teams, but... Who do the Giants really have? Like, you don't have Odell Beckham on your team anymore. Yeah. People are going to drop balls. That happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's a good enough excuse. you got to put the ball in the right place so that your receiver doesn't drop it. Yeah, it's true. Any other things you want to highlight from the draft? Uh, from the NFL draft, I think that well, there were a lot of uh, interesting moments. Obviously, we got to see that Kyler Murray got picked first by the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. Subsequently, were. following that, they traded Josh Rosen to the Miami Dolphins. Yep. We didn't really see that one coming. I remember earlier on the show, we talked about him going to the it was the Patriots, the Chargers. Was it the Dolphins the last team we talked I about? Think, I don't think I don't we talked think about we the Giants. We might have mentioned Giants. The Giants. Yeah. yeah, it was the Giants, too. Yeah. But we didn't talk about the Dolphins. But I think this is a great move by the Dolphins as an organization. Yep. And sure. what it um what I heard from I forgot who said it on on Fox Sports, but it reminded them that they found this could be their Brett Favre moment. Brett Favre got drafted by the Atlanta Falcons mm-hmm. in the second round. They did not want him. And he did not play his first year. And then they traded him to the Green Bay, Green Packers. Bay Packers. And, you know, the rest is history. And then that's Brett Favre breaking all the records. Mm-hmm. Yep. And look, I'm not saying that Josh Rosen is going to be Brett Favre. I, he doesn't have Favre's arm, but his, his throwing motion is smooth. His footwork is great. The only thing I... Coming out of last year's draft, I thought Josh Rosen was the best pure passer coming out of the draft, mm-hmm. out of all the quarterbacks. And that's including Baker Mayfield. And look, I understand that he had an awful first season, but I think we need to acknowledge how much of a dumpster fire the Arizona Cardinals were as a franchise last year. Uh, their head coach, Steve Wilkes, was really, really bad. Um, he's a defensive-minded guy. And look, I get that he has uh, pedigree throughout the NFL, and a lot of people respect him. And that was Bruce Arians' pick for to like take over when he was done. And I respect that. But if I'm just looking at who he hired, he hired Mike McCoy, who was the offensive coordinator for the, or he was the head coach for the Chargers yeah, uh, for about four years. And it was awful. We won one playoff game with him. The best record we ever did was nine and seven. We had a lot of talent on all of those teams and we never did anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Sad. after he got fired from 
the Chargers. He went and was offensive coordinator for the Broncos. He lasted eight weeks with the Broncos when they decided that it's time to fire our offensive coordinator. <laughs> he lasted four weeks with the Arizona Cardinals as their offensive coordinator this past year, including their first game of the season where Sam Bradford threw for 70 yards total in one game. And the Arizona Cardinals did not make it past the 50 yard line. That's abysmal. That's pretty bad. Yeah, that's you shouldn't fire. be allowed to coach. I, I wouldn't make that guy. My quarterback's coach. I wouldn't make that guy. My special teams coordinator. Oof. It's that bad. And look, bad. at one point I did like Mike McCoy because, you know, that first playoff win was nice. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, it was his first year coaching and we had just gotten rid of Norv Turner and I was sick of Norv Turner. But look, if what he's done for quarterbacks is or what he's done for teams, it's just not it's not working Positive, in the NFL yeah. right now. Uh, whatever methodology he has, David Johnson had a horrible year last year and they just weren't able to recreate the Cardinals had a dynamic offense mm -hmm. with, uh, with Bruce Arians as their head coach. And that was with Carson Palmer as their quarterback. David Johnson was running for a thousand yards and receiving for like 702. He was, he was doing everything. Larry Fitzgerald was still, you know, a monster. And you had pieces on that team. And I thought that the Cardinals shouldn't be as bad as they were last year because there are pieces on that team. Yeah. I know the offensive line is in shambles, but I think, um, Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, they're going to turn this team around. Um, it does lie a lot on Kyler Murray's health. And that that's something that concerns me. But I think if if his health is fine, I think he has the talent. I don't think he's going to be a, a gigantic bust unless injuries are a problem. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Um, and then the Chargers drafted some good position players that they needed. You know, they needed to stop the run. They needed a free safety. And those were the two issues that they addressed it in the first two rounds. And then they drafted a quarterback out of uh, North Dakota state in the fourth round. So I was happy with the Chargers draft too. Cool. Um, the, yeah, it was a good draft. Uh, yeah. A lot of good players, not a lot of flash this year, but overall a lot of good players in the yeah. draft. Uh, I can't knock. I, there was, uh, did you hear on, um, Sunday, we were actually, um, me and my roommates were at Greek Easter with Francesco. Um, the Giants' sixth round pick got shot. Oh, yeah. What? I did hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Like during the draft? <laughs> right after. Right after, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And his friend died. And his which, friend, yeah. But he he lived. That's really unfortunate. But really unfortunate and really bad luck for the Giants. I mean, <laughs> it was a bad draft and then a bad event happened. It's, yeah. uh, it's not looking very I'm, I'm sorry the, to the Giants. I said that I like would try to root for the Giants after Eli Manning got got out of there, but I'm not rooting for Daniel Jones. I'm oh, sorry. Well, if uh, Eli Manning is a friend with Daniel Jones, maybe he'll let him start. No. Maybe. I mean, no. no. But maybe? No. No. Maybe? No. <laughs> he, he picked Daniel Jones because he knows Daniel Jones is never going to be able to take his spot. And he's going to be able to play until oh, he's dear. 41. I mean, to be fair. And the team's going to go 2 and 12. Or I feel sorry, like 2 and 14. You like could get even worse. And if he does that, then maybe, uh, maybe he'll, he'll get so bad that Daniel Jones will seem like an okay option. They'll put, so. they'll put Daniel Jones <laughs> in. Do you guys remember Nate Peterman this past year? The, the first time he started was against this, uh, it was against the Chargers. And he threw five interceptions in the first half. That's pretty bad. I think I do remember that game. Yeah, that was awful. That's pretty bad. And I, if Daniel Jones does something similar to that, guess who's getting his job back? Eli. 
So that's that's my conspiracy. But anyway, anyway, that's enough NBA. Uh, sorry, that's enough NFL stuff. <laughs> On to the NBA. NBA. Playoff Woo. time. Woo. 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 Yeah, we had a great Woo. podcast last week. Uh, last week <laughs> of the week before. But, it was the week uh, before, yeah. And it just got corrupted. Yeah, we got a Kosh on the show. Some some technical he mishaps. Was, he was uh, the resident Sixers fan. Mm-hmm. Should have got him on today. It was great though. It yeah, was a good show. I'm lost sorry that shout out to Kosh. Yeah, the lost episode. Maybe one day it'll come out. Who knows? One day. One day if we can magically recover some audio files that were no. The guy up. in Del- Wilmington, Delaware, he records all our shows. So that would be amazing if you're be- in Wilmington, Delaware, and you recorded our show. <laughs> yeah, please send it to us. I'll email you my or no. Um, we'll f- we'll find a way. DM us and Figure I'll give out. you my email. Yep. But the second round has begun. It has, and the series are pretty competitive so far. Um, we can start with the Warriors Rockets. I think. Oh man. Oh, that's sh- should we get the burns out? Should we? Should we? Get no, the out? no, no. I don't. I think that's it's too ridiculous. soon. That's just the Warriors getting two home wins. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's pretty simple. Uh, I do think that if the Warriors win Game Three, it's looking pretty bleak. Yes, for I, the Rockets. I agree. The Rockets need to win Game Three. It is the a Rockets needed win. to win Game One. That was the game to steal. Draymond needs to not be poking James Harden in the eye. Oh, Yo, that yeah. was on a poke. He should have just like clawed the shit out of his, both of his eyes. Yeah. And that, then that was really and, bad. And, and he's playing blind. And then basically. afterwards, the Warriors are saying, like, I'm I'm looking at ESPN today and the Warriors are saying, oh yeah, his eyes weren't even that bad. Like he was being all dramatic and stuff when he went up to the free throw line and squinting. I was like, dude, did you see his eyes? <laughs> his eyes were are bloodshot. you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> like, he I'm said so that he could barely right see that his vision was so blurry. And he still dropped and 30 points. He still shot better after he got scratched in the eyes than he did before. <laughs> James Harden for you. That's just how good James Harden is. Yeah, I know. I, the people are really getting on James Harden right now because of his tactics and stuff like yeah. that. And look, I understand that he swings his legs and all of that, but it's just how the game is played. He's manipulating the or he's doing what he can to get the most advantage out of how the game is officiated nowadays. Yep. And that's not his fault. That's the league's fault. Did you see a uh, CP3 like cheering after they finally called a foul on the three-point line? Yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> and they were like, maybe <laughs> I was like, CP3 going to get fined for that? He might get fined. He might. He didn't get fined though. I don't think so. Not. Um I think it's just really unfortunate of uh, the timing of it. I remember coming into the series there were the Rockets were Big on having the Warriors earlier than uh, waiting for till the Western Conference Finals because like CP3 health, yeah, health issues. But ironically, health issues is what may have just put them in a hole in the semifinals because Harden came into this game. He had like he still has a brace on his left hand because I forget what happened, but he like fell and like hurt it real bad so that it got really swollen. He couldn't shoot or use it for two straight days before the first game of the play- of the semifinals. And so he had, he came into the first game with that, and then he's still wearing the brace. So that means it's still not fully healed. And then he gets scratched in the freaking eyes in the game too. Yeah, I think we can all agree that I hate Gr- Draymond Green. <laughs> like <laughs> he's playing well. You know, and then he, he's my least favorite player in the NBA. Like, he's like, you know, I think it's just really embarrassing that you know we're talking about the officials, not the not the play on the court. Who said that? Draymond. Oh, Have you seen the person what? that's never been fouled apparently, wait, according to himself? Wait, 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 wait. Does anybody remember when Steve Kerr was blaming the officials in the finals a couple years back? Does nobody remember that? Like, I don't, I just don't understand like the hypocrisy of all of this. Like yeah, when, when, does. when the calls are going your way, oh, but like Draymond, especially Draymond and Chris Paul are like the two top players that 
like argue every single foul. Oh, they have well, never committed a foul in I their just, entire life. I just hate the hypocrisy in that like you're making fun of the other team for blaming the refs when you guys did the same thing when the calls weren't going your way. Like you just own up to it and be like, yeah, no, the if they ask about like, don't make a comment on them complaining. Just be like, that's just how it's officiated. You know, like just go on with your life. Don't make don't make a comment on how the Rockets are complaining about this because Phil Jackson started this when he. Yeah. And when he was um, coaching all the time, he'd be like, yeah, the officials aren't doing their jobs and he'd get fined for it. And he knew he'd get fined for it, but it gets in the official's head and they're thinking, oh, is that, should I have called that? You know? So it just gets you thinking and it, it's honestly worked a lot. Take that for data. Yeah, I mean, game two is a lot better officiated. I opinion. agree. More I evenly agree. officiated. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, next series, uh, stay in the West Coast, Trailblazers and Nuggets. Uh, it's pretty even so far. Um, the, the trailblazers are surprising me with their depth depth in game two, because we saw that CJ McCollum and Dame Lillard only had like 16, 14 points. Yeah, there was, was really the bench that brought them back into the game and got them to win late. So yeah, particularly Rodney Hood had a good game mm-hmm. and, uh, the nuggets, um, it's, they're just still playing their game. Jokic had a good game. Uh, everyone else has to step up. I think it's really Jamal Murray who's going to play a big part in this uh, hmm. series. Do, yeah. are, are we going to be making our predictions after all of this? Or yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Just, just, just. yeah, Jamal's a big piece. Uh, the second game, uh, they threw a lot at Jokic with the double team, so he he didn't impact the, that game as much as the Nuggets obviously probably would have wanted them to. Um, I'd say the, the probably the worst thing out of these first two games, at least for the Blazers, is that uh, the first game when they were playing semi-well, the Nuggets just played better. And then the second game, they weren't playing very well at all and barely won that game. And the Nuggets weren't playing that well either. So what I'm saying is that when they're both Portland playing can well... Get the, Portland can get the tough, gritty wins when nothing's yeah. going right. But I think it's encouraging for Portland because even when their stars weren't performing well, that their bench came up and really elevated them. Well, I think it's just big that they got a uh, a win in Denver, which isn't yeah. it isn't an easy place to win. To, sure. Like look at Popovich, like that was tough for him, mm-hmm. you know. They almost did it though, but almost hard to win a game 7 in Denver. Um that was a shame. No one heard Pop cuz Denver was so loud. <laughs> oh yeah, foul. to, to yell for, He was yeah. practically all the way like he, he was like almost touching Jokic. He was like 5 feet away from Jokic. Yeah. Cuz he was on the court. He's still yelling foul and no one heard him because of Denver is just but, that loud. But big for Portland to get a win on the road early in this series. And now they're 1-1 one, one back to Portland. I think yep. this is exactly where the Trailblazers want to be. And uh, it's going to be a good series. Yeah, it's, it's an important game three. Yeah, yeah very important. important. Yeah. Okay. Uh, close to home, Jorge, Bucks, Celtics. How you feeling? Uh, mixed. I'm really mixed. Uh, so like before the playoffs, I wasn't that optimistic at all. Very pessimistic. I remember about <laughs> Celtics uh, success. Um, now, I mean, it's in the heat of it, so I'm just I'm rooting for them. But I I really couldn't tell you this. This semifinals could go either way. First game, we we played extremely well. Oh, yeah. We took Giannis out of the game, and we, we we just we just won it straight up, no question. But then the second game, they play really well. Take our almost all of our starters out of it because like Tatum had the nine, Kyrie had five, and. I literally there was like four out of five starters that had less than double digits. None like and all of uh the Bucks starters had over yeah was double in double digit scoring. Yeah, I so believe. this could go either way. I will say that Boston's probably in the better position because they still home court with that split. 
Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, you're right. Boston's yeah. still home card. I forgot that Milwaukee was the one seed. Yeah, you're right. But it, it could definitely go either way, in my opinion. Um, I think that this series for, like, I came in, you guys listening didn't hear my predictions uh, from two weeks ago about this. <laughs> But, but, but trust us, it was said in the lost it, episode. It was it was said in the lost episode. I had uh, Celtics in, uh, Celtics Celtics in six, mm. um, and I think that that first win was huge. I think this series is going to come down to Jason Tatum and Al Horford. Yep, uh, those are just two key contributors that need to need to show up for the Celtics. To win. Honestly, I'd correct you in saying that it's probably just really Jason Tatum and Kyrie because Al Horford is a steady and stable guy. He can, he'll give you what you need every night, but Kyrie and, and Tatum, I think they won't. Well, I, Kyrie, no, will, Kyrie, Kyrie will. will. He'll do I, it in the I fourth, think, I but think last game, he didn't do it all game. Yeah, I think Kyrie is usually the one you can count on to get you like over the hump. I think it's Al Horford's containment of Giannis, which is the big yeah. question. Because he did an extremely good job against uh, Giannis the other day. He blocked like five of his shots, really got in his head. In the first game, he, he first, had like a whole like, it was, four or something. And uh, then Giannis just brought it back in the mm-hmm. next game as stars do. Uh, so, yeah, I think Al Horford and Jason Tatum, if he he needs to play well. Yeah. He really does. Kyrie he, needs that number two. He's been, he's been a little disappointing this series. Unless, you know, I'd love to see a good... Jalen Brown yeah. take over the number two spot from Jason Tatum. To be honest, he totally could. He's been extremely solid during the playoffs. That's true. Jalen Brown has. I, I, I really like Jason Tatum. I loved. I, I sorry, not Jason Tatum. I, I really love Jalen Brown. I loved Jalen Brown coming out of that draft with um, same with Brandon Ingram and Ben Simmons. I was like, you guys are sleeping on Jalen Brown. He's going to be a really good player. And when the Celtics got him, I was kind of bummed that the Knicks weren't getting him. No, but <laughs> I don't think they would have ever pick him. I was ecstatic. No, we wouldn't. Um, but good pick for the Celtics and. You know he's he's a really solid player on both ends of the court. So so efficient. I, yeah, so that's what efficient. I love. That's what that's my favorite. I love efficiency. <laughs> favorite word. Like and, and you like Carmelo Anthony, which is funny. <laughs> you and yeah. Antonio. <laughs> okay, it, like that was a childhood thing. You know, uh, Anthony Carmelo was drafted when I was four years old, and I was like, I like that guy. So. <laughs> he has cornrows. <laughs> yeah, those are cool. I like his shoes. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are saying that Jason Tatum's mentorship from Kobe oh, is actually having an adverse effect on the Boston Celtics as a whole. What do you think of that? Uh, probably not so much now. Now it's probably just his regular play. But I remember, I know that for... Whoa, what be- a change of of, of opinion yeah. from Jorge. <laughs> not at all, because I'm getting to that. <laughs> all right, all right. Because I know at the beginning of the season that actually, because I just recently heard this, that the players in the locker room actually had problems with the play style that Jason Tatum came into the season with from over the summer working with Kobe because of his isolation ball that I've been complaining about all season long. Hey, that's what Alonzo Trier does, and he lights it up. But, yeah, but he also got complaints. Yeah, <laughs> and we also got 17 wins. So either way, though, I I, I think that I don't think that's a the problem right now. I don't, uh, I think that he's he's learned either to move the ball because that's our system, or just doesn't do it as often. All right, but how good is moving the ball for Jason Tatum if he's only getting five points in a game? Mm. I mean, if four of our starters are only getting five points in a game, then it's not just him. Yeah. I think uh, the ISO ball would have worked and would work in last year's system when they didn't have Kyrie Irving. But now when you have Kyrie Irving, he's going to be the more ball-dominant player. Last mm-hmm. year, it would have be, been Jason Tatum. Yeah. Or, you know, Terry Rozier. <laughs> yeah. Scary who's, Terry. Who's not efficient. No, not it's really. not efficient. Uh, but, I mean, I think he does his job pretty well. He's a, sol- he's a solid backup to Kyrie. Solid. Can I'd rather have... Read oh. Domantas Sabonis. <laughs> oh my gosh. As point guard? Not a point guard. Oh lord. 
I'm sure Jorge would like Moutier to come to the Celtics. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jorge, <laughs> actually, to be honest, Jorge I was, I was talking about the third string point guard on our team. I'd take Moutier over the, over the oh, third string uh, point guard for yeah, sure. I'd, I would, I'd take Moutier over Scary Terry, bro. What? Ooh, I mean... Yep. I'm sorry. I'm a big fan of Moutier. I think he, he could be good someday, maybe. Terry Rozier is not a starting point guard in the NBA. Yes, he is. On what so? team? Phoenix. Even either. No. They have Kelly. Kelly oh, wait, he plays no. small forward. Well, not after this draft when they get John Morant. Facts. <laughs> or, uh, yeah. Phoenix. Um, what other team? There's probably another team I can name. Who? Uh, you think he's uh, better or worse than Alfred Payne? Because that's who New Orleans has. Alfred Payne's solid. He's good defensively. Yeah, he's solid. <laughs> that wasn't my question. Would I would I take Scary Terry over Alfred Payne? I don't know. Yeah. This season they like the same. I think I also think Alfred Payne's more athletic. Yes. So, no, not really. But I do respect uh, his his play. So he's a grind out player, and you know you you gotta like those players. I'm just saying, the other year, bigger. not this year, but last year he shot 38 percent from the field. That's all I'm saying. I mean, either way, I mean your uh, your view helps me because I would like to keep him, but he would like to leave and go make money. It's true. So if he, if if the league believes you, then that means our chances of keeping him increase. Hmm. I, I believe that the advanced analytics are not on his side. Oh, well, they're not on many players' sides. Okay, uh, last series. And my the most exciting series to me. I think so, really? too. The most. Yes. Yeah. In terms of games, I think so. I don't know. That third game was Raptors Sixers dominant. I mean, yeah. Okay, yes, yes, yes. It's just Joel's We need to dominance. talk about Kawhi Leonard, and <laughs> he needs help. Yeah. I, you know what? I always look at the Raptors, and I'm like, there's a really good team here, but where I'm kind of get the getting the feeling of is, remember when LeBron James would always go to the finals? I mean, this was like last year, but yeah. he'd always like he'd get to the finals, and then everyone would start playing like toddlers. Like <laughs> Tristan Thompson would put up four points a game. Kevin Love would turn into six points a game. Yeah. All, all these guys just did garbage. Kind of. But you're like, Except for but like you're a like, select few games. Yeah. But you're like, these guys, like uh, Kyle Corver would go 0 for 6 from 3 and get like two points in a game. Mm-hmm. And we're like, these are notable players. These are like acquisitions. These are big free agent signings that they brought to this team to win finals. Mm-hmm. And they're just not playing well. And how is that happening? That's Kyle Lowry in the playoffs. The entire playoffs. Mm. Kyle Lowry's just not. Good. I don't think it's just oh, Kyle yeah, Lowry. No, it's not just Kyle Lowry. Pop, it's also Marcus Saul. It's also Danny Green in there too. Danny Green has been playing poorly also. I think that it comes on Fred Van Fleet, who we all thought might have been like a six man of the year candidate a couple of years ago. Well, just last year, to be honest. Mm. But he's averaging five points a game. Three assists, two rebounds on 31% shooting and 21% from... Put my boy Jeremy Lin back in the lineup. That's I think they should. And he's supposed to be leading that bench lineup, and he is not putting up anything productive. I think Jeremy Lin would would Uh, spark a light in the bench. I feel like they should try something. They need to. the Sixers... Or Nick uh, Nurse should get up out of there. It looks super bad the first game, but they've been getting on a roll. Joel Embiid got on a roll, and you do not want that to happen. Well, the thing is, you can't count on Kawhi Leonard to score 45 points every night. Like you, that, He'll give you 27-30-something, but you, yeah, that, you definitely like, need to help. Yeah, he's... 27-30, that's great, and that's amazing that you can rely on it, but you yeah. can't count on... I don't know... Who can I count on to give me 45 points a night? KD. KD? That's about it. That's about it, yeah. In these playoffs, yeah. And look, maybe Dame. Not Not in the series, but last series. The thing is, I want to put... KD has elevated his game, and Kawhi has been hurt for a while. Back when they were both healthy, and I both saw them at the same time, 
uh, I would say that Kawhi and KD were about on the same level with LeBron being on top. But right now, KD is the best player in basketball. Yep. Second is LeBron. And third probably is Kawhi for me. Or Giannis. Or Giannis. Giannis is up there. I think Giannis and, is up there. and Kawhi are equal on equal footing. About Yeah, especially in this playoffs. They're about putting up the same numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that would... That would also be an interesting series if we got to see it. I don't think it'll happen right now. Um, Maybe just not. because I think that I'm I'm still sticking with my pick, although you guys didn't hear it. Um, all right, I'll, I'll, we'll go over it later when we go over the uh, results. Yeah, yeah. Well, our predictions for what's going to happen in the NBA, but uh, in the NBA playoffs. But yeah, no, this is this is rough for the Raptors. Nick Nurse needs to make some changes, otherwise, this is going to be a rough series. Mm-hmm. I just think if they just got to make some shots. They got to do that. Danny Green has to play well. He still is bringing it on the defensive end, but that's not gonna that's not gonna win you the games. It's three point shooting, and he's their primary three point shooter. Yeah, Pascal Siakam played okay. He played out of his game. mind in his first. He game. played out of his mind the first game, and he but, played pretty decently the second game as well. Yeah. But this third game, he only played okay. They need him to play well, mm-hmm. like well. Really, I, I'm not sure if he's ready for. for it's that. possible. It's, it's, possible. it's only is what his second year in the league. No, third, third or fourth. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if it was the second year, he wouldn't be a six. Uh, He's the most second improved. option. He wouldn't be a most improved candidate. Um, I think that they definitely have to make changes to the starting lineup. I think. You think so? I the to be honest, lineup. <sighs> Who would they take this out? Oh, right now, Mark is starting. Right, Mark is starting. You think they take out Marcus All and put in Serge Ibaka? Maybe. I don't think so. I think Marcus All does a decent job on Joel Embiid. He as does. good as anyone can. He it, did. If you have the last game, look, Ibaka. Yeah, it's one game. Ibaka is good and all, but. He's not big enough to contain Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is seven foot one, two hundred eighty five pounds. That's a train coming at you. Yeah, that's that's more than a train. That's a brick wall. That's I don't even know what that is. <laughs> if if not the starting line, it's a skyscraper. Definitely, he's got to change rotations. Yeah, to get uh, Jeremy Lin there to fix the point guard, or to, and to make sure that Marcus All is on the floor when Joel is. I think it is. I think it is a rotations thing. Yeah, and I think well, the, it baffles me that they're not playing Jeremy Lin right now because what do they need so so badly? Points. Yeah. Score. They need to score. They need somebody besides Kawhi Leonard to put the ball in the hoop. Yeah. And that's what Jeremy Lin does. Jeremy Lin is not a defensive player. Jeremy Lin is not no. a, a scheme player. He will just get you the ball and put it in the basket. He's a skilled scorer. Exactly. And I mean, Kyle Lowry said it himself that they need to help out Kawhi. He said it. He just said in an yeah. interview, and that's just legitimately what they do. Everyone else has to step up. I don't think it's that hard. I like. I don't think they need that much. I feel like I if they, they could do. just. I don't think so. I feel like if just one person, just one person steps up, then that will give Kawhi enough space to go off for 40 or 50. Mm, I don't, well, that, I feel like that would be true, but Joel Embiid, he, when he gets rolling, he gets rolling. Oh, yeah. So if, if Joel Embiid is playing well, like he did yesterday, you're going to have to need Danny Green to make some shots. You're going to need Kyle Lowry to make some shots. You know where I bet like Kawhi Leonard is wishing was on his team? He. Lou Will, Montrez Harrell, <laughs> yeah, for sure. good these Lou. guys who played well in the playoffs yeah. on the Clippers. That's why he's going to the Clippers. He might go to the Clippers. That's true. Clippers. Definitely should. I mean, this is not the, at least they're not performing like the stacked squad that I feel like everyone viewed them as. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anything's a, if any team's a stacked squad, it's the 76ers. And if they're playing well, it's you'll be hard to stop them, any team, to be honest. But uh, yeah, everyone has to step up, make them make some shots. Have Kawhi, you know, not have a broken back by the end of the series because he's carrying them. <laughs> you think of the 76ers when the next game is wrapped? 
If the 76ers win the next game, it's a wrap. Yeah. They take a three on lead. 100%. Um, I think game three was extremely important game just in general. I mean, this we can, we can go on statistics and say that, uh, it was like winners of game three go on to win the series 75% of the time. So in the second round, not the Warriors. Uh, 3-1 jokes hot (laughs) well I said second round Uh, so last game was important but they need to get this game the Raptors because if they go down 3-1 on the 76ers I don't think there's any hope of them coming back yeah alright guys so who are you taking Uh, Cole go first you want me to go first (laughs) right now um, I'm changing my prediction just a little bit I got Raptors in 7 Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not budging from the fact that I'm taking the Raptors. I just think that it's going to go to seven now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'll stick with the Raptors. I won't budge on my prediction. Seven games as well. What about you, George? Uh, hmm. Uh, I wish. Uh, I wish that we could see the third, the fourth game. Um, he's taking the sixes. He's taking the six. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. The depth is terrible. Uh, I'm taking the Raptors. I'm taking the Raptors in seven as well. Okay. Well, you know, we we did say, well, yeah, the Raptors' depth is apparently their strong suit, but they've been playing like trash. That's true, but the 76ers' depth is just so bad <laughs> that if any of their starters don't play well, then the Raptors immediately I have don't a, think that's true. Really? Game one, when Joel Embiid wasn't playing well, Greg Monroe scored like 15 points. That's he's true. Playing, he's that's playing true. well. I mean, you know, it's playing well, but that was an outlier. Think so? I think he could give you a couple more minutes, a couple good, good, maybe good games. I don't know. I feel like that's the first game that it's not to the strength that we view the Raptors definitely. But you know, if they play well, who knows? They could go to the finals. I see your point. Yeah, but I'm still taking the Raptors in seven. Cool. Uh, Bucks Celtics. Bucks Celtics. Am I starting again? Uh, I'll start. I'm less convinced on the Bucks now. Seeing the series. I was real convinced going into it. Yeah. Brad Stevens like sort of solved the honest problem, but not nah. almost mm. solved as a solved as a. I feel like we could replicate that word. defense. Um, but yeah, I'm less convinced about the Bucks, so I think I'm going to change it to Celtics in seven. Ooh, yeah. spicy! Yeah. All right, Jorge. Uh, yep. Uh, optimism has come out from that first game. Uh, I'm taking the Celtics in six. Wow. Six. You guys ready to hear some wild? I'm ready to hear some wild. Some hot take. It's going to change when they go back to Boston. Oh. Those Irishmen are coming. <laughs> season five. So, so what? Five games. Yeah, season uh, Celtics. Celtics. Right. I thought he said season five. That's what I thought. Not Wait, season, season five in, of yeah, Game of Thrones. Five. Watch yeah. it. Watch it. Watch it. No, Celtics in five. Season Got you. in five. Season yeah. in five. Wow. That's wow. Yeah. I so think gentlemen's sweep. That's think, where you're going. I think they're winning both of the games in Boston. Then they'll go back to Milwaukee and finish it off. Mm. They're just going to be right in that. <laughs> I'm going to take Warriors in six. The next series. Uh, yeah. Unless they win the next game, then then it could be a sweep. Which is the Warriors? Scary. That would be insane. That would be crazy. What is? No, I don't think so. I take that back. I think that that's actually logical because they had a rough first first uh, first round, which made them actually lock in and focus. So that way, when they got to the second round, they were already like geared up and ready. Even still, I feel like the talent level on the Rockets could at least take one game. I think it'd be wild if the Warriors swept the Rockets. I think so too. Especially even without Boogie Cousins anymore. Maybe with Biggie Cousin, I'd be like, yeah, it's probably possible. But now I just, 
You think they blow it up after if they if they get swept? The Rockets? Yeah. No. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think they have a championship recipe, and especially if Kevin Durant leaves the Warriors, the West is wide open. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I'm, yeah. I completely agree with you. Um, coming into this, I had Rockets in six. Uh, all I got to say about that is oof. <laughs> Rockets in six? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that was your previous position. That was my previous, <laughs> yeah. my previous guess. You sticking um, with it? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> you think the Rockets win four games in a row on the Warriors? Kevin Durant breaks his leg. You never know. You never know. All right. Oh so Lord. we'll see what happens in game three. I got Rockets in six. Kill me. <laughs> oh, man. I think I had the well, Warriors with the gentleman sweep before, and uh, I think I'm going to stick with that. Warriors in five. Warriors wow. in five. Oof. All right. Last series Blazers, Nuggets. Let's hear it. I'm sticking with my Nuggets. I'm sticking with them. I want them to succeed. I'm sorry, Dame. I want you to succeed too, but you can do that next year. Um, Yeah, I'm taking my Nuggets in six. Can the the Blazers succeed next year? The Nuggets are only going to get stronger. But, you know, they have Nurkic. I guess, uh, I suppose. And Ennis Cantor's playing well. But I think I'm going to go Blazers in six. I am actually totally with you on this. I'm going Blazers in six as well. I'm excited to see the Blazers in the Western Conference Finals when they get swept by the Warriors. Because <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if, if. No, guys, we need the Nuggets. Nuggets would be a matchup problem. They might actually give the Warriors some would slight issues. problem? Yeah. There's no one on the on the Warriors that could take Jokic. Yeah, Not even big close. Body. He's a big body. Who? Draymond? No. No. Andrew Bogut. Yeah, but he, no, I'm not going to say he's washed, but compared to Jokic, he's washed. Uh, he's playing solid minutes. He's playing solid minutes, but compared to Jokic, he's washed. Uh, I think you, I, I think, think you're putting it, too much on Jokic. It's like, it's, okay. his, it's like his second playoffs or first, first, play, yeah, first, first playoffs. playoffs. Two Andrew Bogut has experience. Yeah. And you got to take that into account. And then you just, then you double in with Draymond, who's a phenomenal defender as much as you want to hate him. Mm. It's, it's not looking as clear cut as you probably think. Look, it would look. Be. The, the Warriors like are the length, a, athleticism and shooting. If the Warriors have the same thing. The, war- the Warriors are a letter grade. They're A or a C. No, we'll say this. Yes. The yes, for super team. <laughs> the so the Warriors are like the iPhone 10. Okay. And yeah. like the, the Blazers features. are like the iPhone 9. They're like the same, the same thing, but like right behind it. Yeah, a little worse. You know, like a little worse in every single category. Exactly. Like Dame and, is, and they don't even have face recognition. Dame like, is is isn't quite isn't quite Steph. Nope. CJ isn't quite Clay. No, Al Farouk Aminu is definitely, definitely not, not KD. KD. He's definitely not KD. <laughs> Ennis Cantor is probably better than Bogut. Yeah. Yep. So and the Nuggets is like the it's they're, they're very Galaxy different S ten. It's a different phone. It's pretty good. You, you, you're gonna take it. But if you want to be with everyone else, you take the Warriors. You take the iPhone X. Look, I'm not saying that the Nuggets would beat the Warriors. I'm just saying that I feel like they could get them some problems. Maybe take more than one game. I just I I feel like the experience level beats the you know uh, the uh, that's the what people have been saying. But after that seven game series in the first round, I feel like you know the Nuggets have proved that even though experience obviously matters, that they can overcome. I think in that series, uh. It was definitely that talent, be it experience. But with the Warriors, you have both more talent and more experience. I'm just going to say this. Night King, Burger King, King of England, Arya Stark in four. 
I should get all that Game of Thrones stuff. Yeah, me too. I keep all seeing those memes. memes. <laughs> it, it's, it's great. I love them. I I love them so much. Oh, man. So what, what was your uh, prediction for the Warriors game? Oh, the Warriors? Warrior. Oh, no. Uh, Blazers. Blazers and, oh, I have Blazers in six. Okay. Oh, yeah. wow. So I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, the soul. You, I mean, you were the sole Nuggets last series, and they proved yeah. me wrong that time, so... I mean, I'm standing the, strong. I know they're strong. I, the, I always say in six for these games because I know that the Nuggets are going to be hard to beat game seven at home. So mm-hmm. get it done in six, Blazers. I feel like it's funny that you, you stand strong with the Nuggets, <laughs> but not the Celtics, your yeah. favorite team. Yeah. <laughs> it's because the Nuggets have, have, a, have the history this season of playing well. So, uh, <laughs> consistently. When the Celtics play well, they play really well. Yes, and when they play trash, they play really trash. It's, trash. it's just true. They lost the Knicks this season. People forget. <laughs> That's true. All but right, man. No, no better team in my heart than the Celtics. But, but I am a realist. But there is a little bit of nugget. I, I think. I think Celtics Warriors would be an interesting NBA Finals. It would be cool. Yep. And uh, what I've seen of the Raptors late me makes me hope that the Celtics make it to the NBA Finals. I mean, that, that was your pick, right? I have the Raptors in the Finals. I have the Raptors as well. Oh, I have wow. Raptors Rockets. Oh, wow. Didn't you have the Bucks? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the Bucks Warriors. Yeah. That could be it, too. I feel like that could be an interesting Finals also. But... Only if Malcolm Brogdon comes back. Yes, I agree. Okay. But that is all the time we have today for Run It Back. Run It Back! Thank you all for uh, joining us in on this beautiful Friday, May 3rd. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate you, Wilmington, Delaware. You're the real OG. Oh, no one can stop you. Nobody can. You're the real Slim Shady. And everyone else. Don't think we don't appreciate you. All the other Slim Shadies are just imitating. Please stand So up. won't Wilmington, Delaware, please stand up. I hope you cringe really hard at that. Oh, <laughs> but that's okay. I like the analogy. Exactly. So for how you are and where you are, always use the verb of star. Thank you for tuning in to Run It Back. See you next week.